good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. Day today is the 6th of December, year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on again, off again, man who wears the card again, James Edwards the third of The Athletic. James, we have a big show today. Lots of topics to cover. Sure, you're going to promote something. We got a new segment to debut. And then at the end of the show, we got a world record number of follow-up emails uh, from the mailbag that we did last week, and I want to jump into a few of those. So, without okay. further ado, really what do you quick, say? Though, yeah, can, uh, um, can we get an update on our game because we didn't do one last week? Oh, sure. Well, here while I, I feel pull, like you're kicking my ass now that killing probably off. right while I pull it up because uh, it'll take me a second. Why don't you promote whatever story you got coming up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, well, everybody, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, um, on Monday I posted a story about Jalen Duran's uh, shot contests. And if you've watched the Pistons, you've seen Jalen kind of do like a Luke Cornette-type contest, but it's actually like he plays defense, like instead of Luke Cornette. Instead of where Luke Cornette just jumps up from the paint yeah, when yeah, the guy's yeah. 20 feet away, Jalen actually attempts to run out. Uh, so I talked to him about that, like where it came from. Just like he's a really cool dude, like he's just like I mentioned, he oozes cool. But like obviously, like you see that, and people think that's goofy. But he like just doesn't care. Like that's he's done it since high school. He said his coach used to like recommend if they couldn't get a closeout, just like fall next to the guy and like just throw him off. It's all about distraction. So yeah, if you've ever wondered why Jalen Duran does those kind of unnatural shot contests, uh, I wrote about it at the Athletic. Go yeah. check it out. It's science, something that you have to pay a monthly subscription to understand. James, we yes. have a uh, a game that we've been doing all year. Uh, if you're a new listener to the Bonnie Cardigan Show, and yes, I am going to re-explain this every single time we do it, just, you know, for all the newcomers. So, uh, at the beginning of the season, James and I each drafted uh, a, a team from the existing pool of of players that the Pistons have. Uh, we're tracking point totals throughout the season, and technically we aren't. Because lovely listener of the show, Grayson, is actually tracking this on Google Sheets for us. Thank you, Grayson, again. Thank you, Grayson. Uh, very diligent uh, stat taking here. Still up to date completely, even as recent as the Memphis game that they played last night. Uh, the last update would have been, I believe, right after the Cade injury. So your lead was still, it, it was there. It existed. Yeah. It's been about two weeks now. And since then, you know, Sadiq's been kind of, you know, I'll go over the teams again real quick. James has Cade, Sadiq, both Isaiahs, Alec Burks, Kevin Knox, Hamadou Diallo. I have Bogdanovich, Jaden Ivey, Kill, Duran, Kojo, Bagley, and of course, Braxton Key, who, by the way. You're toasting me. I don't even need to know. I just know I'm getting toasted. And James, the most recent update. 1,302 points for Team James and 1,425 points for Team Me. So I'm only up by 100 points, but it's it it's going to be it's gonna be uh, rough sailing for James yeah, the rest of the Cade, way, I'd say. Cade, we don't know when Cade's coming back. My guess is I don't know if he comes back this year. Uh, Isaiah Livers is now injured. Um, Kevin Knox plays. <laughs> but not as much as now that with the injuries kind of persistent. The livers thing uh, doesn't seem that serious, right? And Diallo is out of the rotation. Um, oh. The livers thing? Yeah, sorry, yeah. I mean, it's not like he doesn't need surgery, but like it, I, I'd assume he's going to miss a couple weeks. 
Are you suggesting that someone on the team does need surgery and they are somewhere between 6'5 and 6'9? Well, I mean, they don't need it. It, it potentially would help them. I got a text today saying, if nothing else on the pod, can you please have James give us a Kate update? And that has been the express sentiment, especially after I would be remiss if I did not mention the John Morant video going around uh, after the game. Him and Cade had a little uh, exchange back and forth. And all we could really decipher is that Ja at the end of it went, damn. So the assumption is that he told him everyone is like he probably told him that he's out for the year. And Ja was like, damn. I missed that. Yeah, right after the game. Uh, uh. Um, I missed the entire game. I actually wasn't able to watch the Grizzlies game. But uh, we should talk about the Mavs game. We can get to that in just a minute. Um, I must Because yeah. some people are getting upset that the time, they're saying the timeline's a little bit weird on the Cade thing. My take is that um, it doesn't matter. I think stuff. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. He could wait another month. He could wait two months to get the surgery, and he'd still be back before the season starts, right? There is no world unless something goes horrifically wrong that K doesn't start next season. Right. So field. like it doesn't we can kick the can down the road as long as we want, it doesn't matter. Yeah, as long as he doesn't get it in like June. Right. He's fine. Like yeah. even if he gets it in April, it's like a three to six month I mean April might be pushing it. Uh like no later than March he should be fine. And I heard from a little birdie. I don't know how true this is. Maybe maybe you know something. I heard that he's got family in town and that would to me suggest you know, for the support system that he's getting it soon. Heard his brother was at the game. His brother's always at the game. Is he? His brother lives here now. <laughs> Does he really? His brother's, his brother's always at the game. Ashton's always at the game. Well, Ashton's always at the game, but that's not the same. Yeah. His brother's always there. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the little birdie was wrong then, I guess. I mean, your little birdie was right. He was there, but he's always Oh, he was. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. No. Okay, James. I mean, it could. that could be a thing, like. I think I don't know when he's going to make up his mind. I've talked to Cade since then. I haven't talked to him about that because he'll tell the world when he's made a decision. Or he'll tell people who he's supposed to tell, and then us journalists will do our job and try to find out what that decision is. Do you ever just do a little mental exercise and you try to think about what's happening right now with Cade from Cade's perspective or just from the person's perspective that it's happening to? Like, if I'm Cade oh, right yeah. now, I'm like, what the f- what is everyone's deal? <laughs> <laughs> like no, I why think do he understand? I think he understands why people want to know. A hundred percent. But yeah, it's, but I, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what's what throws me off is people thinking that I like just hide information, like oh. like when you started this segment. No, no offense, whoever asked you this. Shout out to Matthew. <laughs> um, oh my God! Oh, he is. <laughs> oh man, he is so embarrassed. But it's right like now. if if I knew anything, I would tweet it. You know what I mean? I I don't I don't. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to sit on information. It is. I, my sc- mother- I get to. I get to see Kate every day. You guys don't. It is. You guys are the ones that want to know. <laughs> it's my mother's birthday today, and you just called out one of her sons. That it was so funny. I that I'm was sorry. That was so I'm sorry, no, no. Mama Hankel. And I'm <laughs> sorry, Matthew. You know I love you. <laughs> I just had to take that. I just had to take it on you. If as soon as it was as him. soon as yeah, I know. Duh. As soon as uh, <laughs> as soon as I know, I promise you guys will know. What do you say we debut a new segment? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I said we wanted we, – we, we should talk about the Mavs thing. We should absolutely talk about what was uh, – without really question. Quick, can we just get the last housekeeping thing done? Yeah. Shout out to everybody in the Fantasy Basketball League. Yeah. Um, it's been fun. You're in first in one of the leagues. Yeah, dude. I got screwed. Uh, I'm, it, I, it's so hard because one of the leagues, I realized I just hadn't checked it in like a week. And yeah. I – because you went with four of them. I don't know. Sometimes I just get them mixed up. And then it's also really hard to stay on top of like – 
because I try to map it out. I'm like, I'll set a lineup for like three days. And, you know, because at, at, at that point, it kind of it bounces itself out. But then, you know, dudes sometimes are day to day and then you miss it. Yeah, but you've been tough. playing them for two days. It's tough to keep up with it every single day. Yeah. But I had to, I took an L in one of our leagues last week because cat got hurt like at the top of the week. So I just yeah. had to sit there with an injured cat. But yeah, you're in first in one of the leagues. I think you beat me in one of them this week. Um, I'm either in like second or third in all of them. So I'm I'm right there. Nice. But yeah, shout out to everybody. Like we said before, the winner at the end of the the winners get three hundred and the second placers get one fifty each. So boom. Um yeah, make sure you stay on your stuff. It was fun. And hopefully everybody that uh is participating is having fun. I remember when we did all the drafts, we ended every single one by being like, Hey, if you have any questions or any problems throughout the season, email us or uh send a tweet to James if I don't reply to the email. I haven't gotten anything. So luckily I I'm people assuming... have been posting in kind of our message boards in each league too, like oh, if they okay. have questions. Yeah. Gotcha. So okay. Stuff. Cool. Now, now let's uh, talk about the Mavs. Go ahead. Yes, Mavs game. What was, I think, largely considered to be probably the win of the year so far. First overtime game of the year. Um, uh, without question, Killian's best game of his career, year three. We've been waiting all along. Uh, 10 of 13, I think, from the field. Put up 20-something points. Had two just clutch threes, I think, back-to-back in overtime. Um, amazing. I mean, that was it was so much fun. Yeah, that was a... That was a game because the Pistons tried to piss it away, yeah. Um, and Killian saved the day. Um, listen, I, I wrote the story, kind of profiled Killian after the game, and I know, and and I think one thing I mentioned that I try to get across without like uh, going too far over the line because he does tell us when uh, sporadically throughout his career when he has good shooting nights. Obviously, that up until this season really hadn't. Yeah, to be fair, like it hadn't been too often. Like a lot of his, he wasn't always a post game podium guy. Yeah. Um, when we, but when he was one, that means he likely shot the ball well. And we would always ask him, like, just to just to find in that confidence. He's like, I always remain confident. I always stay confident. And I just never, just being around, um, and getting to know him. I just don't know if I didn't really always believe that. Um, I just always kind of felt like. This was a kid who was like really trying to figure it out and like those struggles scoring the ball like really impacted him. And I've you obviously talked to people and, and things like that. And you learn this type of stuff. But like I, I always kind of thought he was just putting on uh, the face for the cameras and as he should, like most people would. And you want to. But I think legitimately now this kid is as confident as he's ever been. Um, Like his jump shooting is kind of been ridiculous. Like he's arguably been their best catch and shoot three guy. Um, his mid-range pull-ups have been good. I think over the last 13 games, he's shooting like 48% from 8 to 16 feet. Um, he's been shooting 37 40% from three over his last 14 games. Like, Dwayne said it before, like, I need him to be a quarterback. I don't. I need him to, trying to take the pressure off him. Yeah. Like, he just never really kind of emphasized I need him to score because I think Dwayne knows that, like, probably stuck with him. Like, he doesn't want to make him have another person – kind of adding on. Um, and Dwayne always said, I just want him to be the quarterback. I want him to set up the offense. He's our best playmaker. He's our best on-ball defender. That's what I want him to do. The scoring is gravy. Um, but, like, he had to score. He has to be able to – he had to be able to put the ball in the bucket to to play off of a K, to play off of an Ivy, um, to, to, to be the best version of him he could be. Um, and I think we are getting close to seeing that. I think the shooting is 
here to stay. Like, I don't know if he's a 40% three-point shooter, but I certainly think, like, we're not talking about mid-20%s anymore. Um, and he still has to finish better around the rim. Like, that's the next step. It's still – that's still a struggle. But his jump shooting, which has kind of, like, been the most glaring thing for people who have watched, um, has taken, like, significant – like, we're talking, like, Blake Griffin – in Detroit types. Stuff. I love that, yeah. Like, type yeah. of transformation. And he yeah. didn't have to rework it. I mean, he did rework a shot a lot. You can read that story at The Athletic. But he didn't have to rework it like Blake Griffin had to rework his shot. I don't know if this is true. So, what I'm about to say. Sorry, not what you just said. But, uh, you know, if you look at Killian today compared to a year ago, mm-hmm. night and day, right? You're going to say it's a completely different player. But if we just look at the start of this season like the regular season, not even the preseason, but the start of the regular season, I would say it doesn't really feel like he's doing that much different. It's just no, I, that the, I, the shots are going in. That's literally I was, it. He, I was going to say, I don't even know if I'd say he's a completely different person. I'd say maybe aside for looking for his shot more, he, maybe he like the shots few, are just going in. Yeah. Like he's still yeah. playing. He's still doing the things that people like about him. Right. Um, shots are just going in now. And I think it's, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe he's taken three, four, five more shots. Five shots a game. I don't think he's taken that many more games. But, you know, you know, a couple more shots a game, probably. But for the most part, he's been pretty aggro all year. Like, he was hunting his shot pretty early in the year. I think it was a Bulls game that we played. Maybe it was a Knicks game. I don't remember. But I think it was a Bulls game that we played early in the year. And Stacey King was like, I have never seen Killian Hayes hunt his shot like this before. This is like a version of him that we've never seen. But guess what? He missed like all of them. And so the difference now is like in a game against Dallas, he just makes all of them. And that's really it. Uh, yeah. In, that, was in, a, that was a site. Detroit, the, the LCA was rocking. Yeah. And it was just kind of that dichotomy because often me being in that arena every night, you hear kind of the moans and groans previously when he would shoot the ball yeah and it was just the other side end of the spectrum like man and i and i wrote it It might have been corny in my story i was like detroit turned into detroit on that night i thought it was a bar sada baby probably put a hole in a wall somewhere out there yeah has anybody checked in on him yeah what's sada baby up to is he mad is he giving is he giving props i'm curious I don't know if he said anything on Twitter. I mean, I don't really check Twitter anymore. We're going to do an impromptu segment. I'm going to – it's a very quick one, very brief one. These just came to me, though, before our actual uh, sponsored segment. So I'm going to say two statements. You're just going to say true or false. Give some give some thoughts on it. Give your two cents, right? First sentence. If the Pistons do not get Victor Wembanyama or Scoot Henderson, this season was a bust. Because if you are going to have your guys get hurt, maybe underperform, and it's early in the year, right? It's early. But when your premier guy gets hurt, you know, some guys are kind of slow out the gate. There's some weird stuff going on. It feels like a really good year, if nothing else, to at least capitalize if you can't develop the way that you want to, to capitalize and go get the guy to help you get that next step. If you And it's a good class. Hey, there are plenty of guys outside of the top two. It is not a death sentence if you pick third or fourth, but for all intents and purposes, we know what it is, right? Is it a failure if you don't get them? No, I don't say failure because it's not, it's out of your control. Like it's not just the worst record gets the top pick. Um, And I would also say like, what if there's a world in like, which is like, I know this team hasn't won very many games yet, but they're a month of head of, like they won, they have six wins. You love this, yes. They have six. Yeah, wins. they didn't have five, they didn't have five until January last year. God, season. you love that, yes. I mean, I just because everybody acts like the sh- the ship is falling, but they're technically better, and they've had way more injuries. Second question: 
True or false? The Detroit false. Pistons are asking Sadiq Bay to do too much, and he should start to focus on, like, maybe just shooting threes for now. False. Because they're not asking him to do too much. They're asking him to play basketball, and he's getting open threes. They're just not going in. He's actually he's been more effective putting the ball on the floor. Like, he's missing good looks from three, and he's also passing up good looks from three. I think if you ask everybody else – on the coaching staff, they'd rather have Sadiq have a quicker trigger uh, than he has have has had. Like I think they want him to, but I also have mentioned it last week. I think he's in his head a little bit because jump shots aren't falling, and he is instead going to the basket where he's had success getting fouled and and finishing through contact. Yeah. I don't think that's the coaching staff thing at all. So, uh, I I completely agree with you. We're going to jump into another segment. James, this one is sponsored. It's technically technically our first ever sponsored segment, and we'll get into it right after a quick word from Rocket Money. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. James, this segment is called, well, it's not your fault, presented by Rocket Money. And in this segment, we are going to talk about uh, things that the Pistons are bad at, but who on the team is the best at that bad thing, right? Who is who is uh, uh, carrying the percentages, right? So we can look at them and say, well, it's not your fault. I like this. The Pistons, the Pistons ranked. 28th in field goal percentage in the league, shooting 44.7% per game. Who is leading the team in field goal percentage? Boy, Technically, yeah. well, like probably uh, like Duran or something, like a big man. So, yes, it, it is technically Jalen Duran, and I didn't count that, but there is somebody who's under him who's technically second, but I'm counting his first. That's not Bogdanovich. That I think it's Marvin Bagley. I think it counts. He's shooting, yeah. Know, if you, 10 shots a game, that counts. Sure. I think Boyan's taking more difficult shots and still shooting, yes. like, ridiculous percentages. But, yeah, Marvin is worthy of being in that, yeah. I'm going to say something about Jalen Duren and guide me in the right direction here. If I'm crazy, just shut no, it down. Get okay? your, I'm going to let you get it off. I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, shooting, what, like 59%, 58% around the rim, something like that? Or for, just from the field, right? So I think to myself, Which is oh, wow, that's pretty good. For him. At, right. I think to myself, that's pretty good. And I think, well, but if all your shots are coming within five feet of the rim, you know what I mean? Or dunks, right? So you're basically making half of your dunks is what you're doing. It's weird because, like, I don't want to sit here and be like, if you're a big, you have to be shooting 60% under the rim. But it's like, DeAndre Jordan did it. No, you should. That's like, well, you should. That's kind of the baseline for a, yeah, 60. You should, yeah, it should be 60%. I'm saying that just the principle of saying this guy should be making 63% of a shot, it sounds insane. But when you are a center and you do play around the rim as much as he does, I'm kind of like, but then you're like, well, he's 19. No, yeah, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I'm not worried about it now, but I am in in general, like we're talking year four and he's still not shooting 60% around the rim, which I don't think won't like, I don't think that'll happen. Then, then it's a conversation, but like now it's like he's figuring shit out. Yeah. I mean, you see it all the time. If he's not, if he's not catching lobs, like right now, he's still figuring it out. Like he's almost like misses a dunk every other game. His post moves, mm-hmm. like he's got the moves, but he's just got to kind of learn uh, 
just kind of the force that you have to use when putting together those moves and this like he's just figuring it out. Duran's gonna be more than fine. It's just yeah, I wouldn't expect him to to be a beast around the around the rim right now. We talked about him potentially being Jared Allen last week. You there's did. a fun idea. Well, no, no, oh, you no, mean, no, no. Oh, you mean like projecting? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. yep. So that's Jalen. It's crazy to me that you're talking about like you know, when he's in year four. Dude, he's going to be like 22, 23 yeah. in year four. That's insane. Yeah. But then it's like, yeah, he's 19. Dude, you're, but he's bigger than everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why That's why they were oozing and, oozing and uh, dribbling at the mouth. What were you? Yeah, you're trying to think of something there. Okay, yeah, was, moving on in the yeah. segment. The Pistons ranked 21st in three-point percentage. 33.8% per game. Who leads the team? We might as well just skip this one. Bojan. Yeah. Okay. But whose fault is it one. not? Beef stew. It's not. It's it is not his fault. Try right. to give me my flowers. That's my like claim to fame right now. Shout out to Beef Stew for making me look good. Two for Smoked five that last three. night. That's forty percent against the Mavs though to win the game. Smoked he did, it. but yeah. But if it wasn't he, he, he trusted Killian. He wanted Killian to get his shit yeah, off. Yeah, no, I wasn't actually mad at him when he put it up. I was like, yes, this is exactly who I want taking this shot right but he, now. I think he missed wide left on purpose so he so Killian could get his <laughs> shit off. I think he's being a good teammate. You know, I was doing some uh, independent research the other day, and I don't. Ooh, I don't like that sentence. Yeah, I don't like that sentence. I was, I was looking this up under on my own time. I wasn't going to use this on the pod, but I think it maybe people will find this interesting. So I saw somebody mention just on the topic of three point percentage. Uh, they were like Jeremy Grant and Kelly Olynyk. Both of their three point percentages have gone up since they left Detroit. Is this an indictment on the system that Dwayne Casey has implemented? I thought that that was really interesting, and then I was like, is Dwayne Casey historically a coach of a bad three-point shooting team, right? So you look at the history that he's had in Detroit. What is the highest that Detroit has finished in three-point percentage under Dwayne Casey? I didn't know this. Like, I think, I want to say the playoff year, like 10th. They were, well, he wasn't the, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 he was. No, I'm sorry. It was actually the year after when we were 8th. In 2019, yeah. 2020, we were eighth okay, in three-point right. percentage, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Every other year, you're bottom 10. So then I'm like, okay, well, what was he with Toronto from their garbage years to their really good years? What was, the, you know, from you know, the development period and everything? Yeah. Once he embraced, so, embraced the, the the perimeter, he's talked about all the time. I bet you they were top 10. They were uh, fifth in his, like, third year, I think. Third yeah. or fourth year, they were already up to fifth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he talks about that all the time once he embraced it. Um Things just changing their offense. Yeah, I mean, um, first of all, I could understand. I guess I can understand like the premise people are going with. Like Kelly Olynyk couldn't move last year, <laughs> aside from having COVID, like in the knee injury. Like Kelly just was not in good shape physically at that time. And by the way, I just have to throw this out there. I have to take my lap real quick. Okay, Nico Harrison comes out on the radio and is brutally honest about Kemba Walker and is like, the guy's knee doesn't work. On this show, after draft night, and we ended up with Kemba Walker, we sat here on the show and we were like, hey, Kemba's knees literally don't work. They've been bone on bone for two years. And people were like, oh, 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 he's still a good veteran. And I'm like, he physically is incapable of playing basketball. Everybody said we were dumb. And then Nico Harrison comes out, and because he's this fancy, smanchy, smanchy GM with his nice little suit going on the radio talking about how Kemba's knees don't work, now it's true, and I totally get it. I'm just some guy. Why would you listen to me? But James said it too. I even said 
like when toward the end of camp when everybody was like, oh my gosh, it's almost deadline day. Like, are we going to keep Kemba? I'm like, I reported literally no, they can't trade Kemba. Nobody wants him. And it took until December for somebody to sign Kemba because his knees are bone on bone currently. Yeah. Doesn't really. F- I, I'm, now that I hope, he, I hope it, it works for him in Dallas. Like I've heard nothing but great things about the guy. Like I would have been cool to cover him. I heard he's a nice guy. I, I hope it works for him, but we'll find out. The the GM that just signed him doesn't sound too enthused. Yeah, as I was saying it, I was like, this doesn't feel like the victory lap I really want to be taking here. But then I was like, I'm already saying it, so I might as well just yeah, go through yeah, with go it. Go ahead. Okay, technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. We are back, James. The Third thing I wanted to say. Sorry, we're not doing the questions anymore. I need to peel back the curtain real quick. There's been about two hours between what we're saying right now and the last things that you just heard before the transition because James's internet went out, and so I'm still a little bit frazzled, and this segment's not going to be able to flow as easily. But anyways, third thing. Pistons are 21st in free throw percentage at 77.4%. James, who is leading the team in free throw percentage? Sadiq. Yeah, that kind of surprised me a little bit. Cause, and maybe this is just me. I don't know if this is like a Mandela effect in real time. Ooh, maybe that's what this is. That'd be fun. But if you say, like, what happens when Sadiq goes to the line, I would be like, he splits the pair this year inexplicably of all people to do it. It just feels like that's always what happens. I guess I'm wrong because 88% and he is was, what he's shooting. And he was 90 before the Memphis game, and that's how I learned. They had it on the Jumbotron. I'm like, I didn't realize he was shooting 90% from the free throw line. He missed a pair uh, against Memphis, I'm sure, dr- dropping down. Bogey's the guy to me that, like, I looked and he was shooting, like, 88% from the free throw line. I'm like, I feel like Bogey misses one or two every game. And he's, like, shooting Just the best. game, yeah. Yeah, he feels like this is, like, the best free throw percentage of his career. And it's, like, it's still, like, I, I don't know, maybe he misses, like, I don't expect him to miss any free throws. And I feel like he misses, like, one or two a game. I already know what your response is going to be to this. I just got to ask it, though, because I haven't really thought about this. Do you think he's like happy? Do you think he's like cool here, Bogdanovich? I you're gonna be like, well, he signed a contract extension. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know. Yeah, I think I think so. I think he likes his teammates. I see him interact. He, um, yeah, I think he likes his teammates. Yeah, I do. Cool. Okay. Pistons are 23rd in rebounding in the league, 42 and a half per game. Who is leading the team in rebounds? It's not their fault. Stu. Yeah, it is 8.9 per game. It it. That's a little disappointing to me that he's the – I think it's, it just says a lot about the team and the way that they're constructed that Isaiah Stewart is the leading rebounder, no? No, I would expect him to be. He's a good rebounder. He's just undersized. He plays the most minutes of the bigs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's one thing Dwayne wants Marvin to improve at is the rebounding. And, and Duran has games where he'll have 10 and then he'll have games where he'll have like three. So, I mean, that's just young guy stuff. He'll figure that out. Yeah. Okay. Pistons are 27th in the league in assists at only 21.9 per game. James, who's leading the team in assists? Killian? <laughs> it's Killian Hayes at 4.7. I was, was going to guess Well, no, Jayden. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. K technically, yeah. right, so this is another – this is like the field goal percentage thing where, like, technically it's Jalen Dern. Cade is averaging six per game. Doesn't count because it's not happening right now. Killian's 4.7 is happening in real time. Yes. Okay. And last but not least, James – I say last but not least, very literally, because the Pistons ranked 30th, dead last, or technically most, in terms of fouls committed per game, right? So they're committing the most, but they're last because, yeah. Okay. Who leads the team 
in fouls per game? It's one of two guys. Okay. Stu or Ivy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world, it is Killian Hayes Killian. averaging three flat three fouls per game. Yeah. Yeah. Killian gets gets whistled a lot. That one kind of is his fault then, I guess. Probably yeah, should have I mean, done. But also in his defense, he's also the only one on the perimeter who really plays <laughs> good defense right now. Yeah, that's true. Hey, before we get to the little email thing that I mentioned we were going to do, yeah, indulge me. That's Maybe this isn't this, really. That's literally what this podcast yeah, is. It's, it's just me much indulging just you. Sixty minutes of me being like, "Hey, do you think Bogdanovich is happy here?" Uh, <laughs> Did you know Sadiq? Cade's making a decision. His brother's in town. His brother's in town. <laughs> Heard from a little birdie. That's why. And then, and then I had the audacity in the same podcast to be like, "Why don't people listen to me when I tell them something?" I'm like, "I heard." Anyways, last week. Sadiq Bey said something really interesting. I say something really interesting. You weren't able to fit it into your story. I yeah. will give you the floor to talk about it because it is yours. Uh, what was that, James? Uh, I didn't know you were hitting me with this, so I don't have the. T- do you have the tweet in front of you? Because I don't have it in front of me. No, you can. You can, I mean, you can give us a gist. It doesn't really matter the exact quote. Uh, I think the exact. Quote you were there. Would be better. Yeah, I mean, it was I'm just, sorry. It was just I'm me sorry. and okay. him. Um, say like, do the alphabet backwards really quick. And people have made this joke before. It's not really even a joke, but like that being a barometer for how drunk you are is such bull. If because if you can do the alphabet backwards, it's like, I don't know. I can't. Um, okay, you can ready? You just take a sobriety test and never mind. No, not like it. Not like when you're actually drunk. I just meant like when you're. Never mind. <laughs> so I, asked, I don't have good balance. So in process of making my Killian story after his game in Dallas, I went up to Sadiq and asked him a couple questions about Killian. And toward the end of it, um, and I, I asked it with Kill, with it with Killian as kind of the the center point, but I also asked it with him too because he's going through stuff where people are like kind of writing him off right now. Um, and so this was his perspective of me asking um, how in today's media world everyone's quick, not even media world, but sports world, everybody's quick to write off a young player um, if they don't pop right away. This is his response. You and these guys, these guys being the media, in this locker room have been doing this and studied and grinded to be reporters. I think outside of this locker room, everyone thinks they're a reporter. Everyone has something to say. Shout out to Sadiq for uh, not downplaying those in the locker room, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everyone has something to say. At the end of the day, we've grinded our whole lives to get here. We wouldn't trade places with anyone who says anything about us. It's just the media age we're growing in. It's a what are you doing for me now league. Yesterday doesn't matter. It's all about today. For us, if you love the game, love playing, love grinding, the journey, you're going to climb that mountaintop at some point. It could take days, weeks, etc. As players, you just have to continue to have faith. For me, it's more of a faith in God. You don't really play for credit, but the guys you work around every day, the guys you play for, the guys you play with, that's who you play for. That's what is most important. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that, he's great I, to talk to. Like, he's a smart kid. I love it, man, because I think it's the timing of it is very funny. I mean, obviously, it's not really a coincidence that this is. I do wonder, and this is what I said to you when the quote came out. I wonder what triggered this. Like, I wonder what he sees or what he, you know, he was kind of getting fed up with. Maybe, I mean, hey, you mentioned this earlier that people you know, shout things at the arena sometimes. Maybe he heard a thing or two that he didn't like, and it's kind of, you know what I mean? It's just, it was it was just interesting to me, the, the timing of it, I guess. Well, I mean, I did, I asked because, I wouldn't say the timing was interesting. I I asked him about Killian specifically because I think that's kind of been the thing with 
Killian is. Yeah. Okay. Every yeah. everything is. Uh, every I mean, he's been the most. Everybody wanted to write him off a year. We had remember the whole we we had to like beg people to let him get to 100 games before they made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that he obviously answered it from Killian's viewpoint. I'm sure he saw the stuff with Killian. He reads and sees stuff, even though he's kind of a recluse online. But, like, I'm sure he sees stuff. And I'm also sure that, like, he's seen stuff about him lately. as His jump shot has not gone in. And, and people have – I mean, even him going to the bench, like, he's probably seen comments and stuff about that. Like, it's natural. Like, And for these guys, it's like the first time in their life that th- not everything's gone well on a basketball floor. So, um, yeah, it's, it's different. All valid. Uh, yeah, up to this point in their their lives, everything has gone, or pre NBA, everything has gone great. To uh, from a career standpoint, from a career, yeah, 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 yeah. No, all valid. Okay, James. Can I, while we're here, can I give you my sick tweet of the week? Oh, sickest tweet of the week. We're back. Just because I rocket money only only because I just saw it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, this is a real time sickest tweet of the week. Yeah, because I was just reading the thread that I just read to you guys. Oh, sure, sure. And the first reply to it is, James, any update on Isaiah Livers? <laughs> that was at 9.53 the next morning. As if I, like, stayed the night with Isaiah Livers. <laughs> Braided his hair. Or, like, woke up. Or, like, yeah, like, woke up and the first thing I did is text, let me see what's anything's changed with Isaiah Livers. Yeah, so there we go. We and, should, but least... shout out to Slaka, the guy who tweeted that, because then he also said, Thank you for your great work. So I don't want to completely shit on him, but he wanted to use the Sadiq thread to ask about Livers' injury at 9 a.m. We'll send him a sickest tweet of the week t-shirt in the mail. How about that? That God, that would be so sweet. That would be sweet. If we get, like, popping, 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 and we're able to do that every week. But send then we, someone a t-shirt for being a sicko online. That would be kind of tight, though. But like also, No, it would be awesome. But, be but also we would just get, like, dumb tweets that weren't even, like, genuine. That's true, because how do you discern on – the internet what's serious and and what's satirical yeah which is sort of the age-old question i guess yeah i mean that's that's the, uh, the question uh posing the modern age i would say yeah was it a big bang or yeah it's one of those what came first the chicken or the egg okay like i said i've been alluding to it all episode we got some fun <laughs> follow-ups from last week's mailback episode uh let's start with the We'll start with the bar one. We got a, a, a follow-up from our guy, Hannon. Remember last week we were uh, soliciting free drinks from his bar that hasn't even been yeah. built yet. Shout out and to our, we good, were... our good friend, Tina Jane, who listened to that and laughed and texted us. Yep. Or texted me and said, we are ridiculous for inviting ourselves to this, to do a show at this guy's bar that's not even open. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'll skip some of this because he gave out – I don't want to blow up this guy's spot. Uh, James, he mentioned uh, – Something about someone that he works with, and I, I just he since we've said his name, you know, I don't want to. Do I know the person he works with? Uh, we'll that... talk about it after the show. I don't, maybe I don't know. Okay, but he said, following up with the bar under construction, name TBD, no name for the bar yet. I will be sure I to mean... get you guys in for the opening and at least one round on me. That's the floor here. You hear that? That's James? dope. Shout out to what's his name again? <laughs> his name's Hannon. Shout out, thank you, Hannon. I will take I will take you up on that offer. And if you're looking for uh, bar names. Bun and Cardigan's a good one. <laughs> no? Yeah, it's a pretty good one. All right. Uh, he says, otherwise, audio and video content creation, I would be glad to brainstorm more about with you guys. No limit in sight. So that's awesome. It's not off Great. the table. 
world yeah so that worked that doesn't sound awesome. like he wants us to open to help open up his bar open up his bar though and i and i don't blame him well that's what he said he said you guys can come by yeah we can come by but i'm talking oh, about, i was talking that's about right, cause, welcome that's to right. welcome to the bun and cardigan bar uh live podcast opening night bun and cardigan soft opening yeah but then are we then you know tied to or responsible for everything that goes on to that bar, like no, something crazy just, pops just, off a week later, just, it's like, oh, it happened at the free, Cardigan. I was just asking for free advertisement. I would have nothing to do with it. Be kind of free advertisement if we got to do something there. Well, well, that we'll, too. I'm trying to. I'm getting greedy. <laughs> this is like this guy's passion project, like his life work right now. I, and we're <laughs> I hope everything goes well and has gone well. Yes. we're joking around. Good luck, uh, Hannah. But okay. we will. We will certainly once it's open, we will stop by, and you don't have to buy a round. We'll we'll buy you a round at your own bar. So. Yes, absolutely, we will. So, we got a follow-up email also. Uh, last week, we read a medical PSA from our guy. I don't remember if he wanted me to share his name, so I won't, but we got a medical PSA. We d- I did say his name last, na- la- last week, so just for posterity, I'm just going to say William to make it easier, other than saying, you know, the guy who emailed last week. He sent us a PSA about Cade's injury and, you know, uh, tibia stress fractures and stuff, and he sent a follow-up that I really, really enjoyed. Okay, so I'm going to read it now. Hey, guys. Thanks for reading my PSA on the show. A couple corrections. Uh, he corrected a, a grammar issue that he had that I called it. He was right. Or I was, yep, there was a grammar issue. Okay. Then B, James said something along the lines of, I assume he's an actual medical doctor. Then he says, I am not a medical doctor. I am an athletic trainer. Athletic trainers have emergency response skills dealing with brain or spine trauma, heat stroke, sudden cardiac arrest, etc., as well as rehabbing athletes with ankle sprains, pre- or post-surgery, really any orthopedic or neurological injury. We are basically a mix between an EMT and a physical therapist. Now, the reason that I wanted to read this is because it is the most doctor thing of all time to be like, actually, I'm not a doctor. I just perform <laughs> brain surgery and open people's spleens and look at their lower intestines and perform. Like, you're a doctor. If you yeah. are a, a medical a dentist, expert is the word I should have used. It's the same thing. I don't even it's, know if expert's the right word, but yeah. And this, this is how I know, because <clears> last <throat> week we questioned the validity, because it's like, you know, it's a guy emailing it, but then we, we settled on, like, it would be a weird thing yeah, to lie about, so we like believed Dr. him. Dr. Dre. Right. It could be, it could be anything. Yeah. Right. Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> So this is funny confirmation for me because every quote-unquote medical professional that I know, when I call them a doctor, they're like, well, technically, I'm not a doctor. I just do this thing. And I'm like, okay, so you're a doctor. You could be a veterinarian. You could be a dentist. You could be uh, uh, Dr. James Naismith, your doctor. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to call you a doctor. And as soon as I know that that's what you went to school for, anything medically related, I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions. So that's my response to this email. But You 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 made headphones? You made ain't nothing but a G thing. You made basketball. You a doctor. You a doctor. He also said when a player gets a bloody nose or is injured at all, and you see someone going to the court to tend to an injured athlete, that is an athletic trainer, not a medical doctor, which to be fair, I, I think you said maybe we're wrong. He probably wrote the email after listening, so maybe I'm wrong. We work along, alongside medical doctors. We must have an overseeing physician, quote, unquote, but we are also autonomous healthcare professionals. We are highly qualified healthcare professionals, a master's degree in athletic training, as well as the passing, as well as passing the national board exam is required to practice as an athletic trainer. We must also be licensed in our primary state of practice. The Pistons athletic trainers most likely use Michigan as their primary state of licensure, but they are allowed to travel with the team and practice athletic training as long as they stay within Michigan license scope of practice. I and think he went on to say, sorry, go ahead. I'm I, sorry. It is kind of a long way. Yeah, I was just going to say, go I ahead. think his, I appreciate the email. I'm uh, yeah, I know. 
I, I know that what a, the athletic trainers do. I know them. I just assumed he was a doctor just based on right. his email. That's sure. all it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm very familiar with his role and, and what he does. And, uh, you're still a doctor. <laughs> he is. <laughs> right. That's a good I'm place jo- to end it. He's, he's, well, he's not, but he is though to us. As far as the yeah. BNC is concerned, he is the BNC. The he's the BNC doctor. He's like the piston surgeon. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the name on here. He's, he's our official he's contact. Our, he's the official, the official uh, medical expert, medical correspondent of the Bonnie Carter uh, yeah, Show. Yeah, that's your new role, William. William, we anoint you. That's your new role. Yeah, as the okay. So the official title, uh, medical correspondent of the Bonnie Carter Show, William. Yes. Awesome. Doesn't pay anything though. James, do you have an album this week? Uh. Sheesh! I just I just put out my. Can I just read to you? Oh, this is a good time. I put out my top ten uh, yeah. albums of the year. Yeah, there was an honorable mention that was kind of insane. There, there was a couple honorable mentions. Yeah, one of them was insane. Because it was an honorable mention, or because it was because it was an honorable mention and not ranked. Okay, I know which one. I mean, I assume yeah, you're talking about Kendrick. You know right. Yeah, that's just wild. So I'm gonna read my top ten albums of, the, or my I'm gonna read like my top fifteen. Number one album. I'm going to start honorable mention. Mr. Al- Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar. I, I know that's the album you're talking about. I love Kendrick. I just haven't gone back to that album in totality as much as I thought Fair. I would. Fair. Uh, Rome- it's too therapeutic, I think. I mean, this is what, pe- and I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is what people talked about when it came out. Is it's not like a record that you, you know, put on to like. It's a, you know, it was a moment. It's emotional. Yeah. 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 Uh, Rome Streets Kiss the Ring, 2000 Joey Badass, Black Vladimir, Vladimir Mayhem Loren. Those are my honorable mentions. Uh, now my top 10, and we'll stop it. We'll start at 10. I got shit on for this one. Drake, honestly, never mind. If you listen to this show, this isn't a surprise to you. You have said this for, you have maintained this since it came out. Yeah. I love house music. Jimmy Cooks, like it's, uh, then we're getting super rap nerdy backpack. Ka, Languish Arts, Woeful Studies. Continue on the super nerd backpack, Elzai, Zeitgeist. Number seven, Freddie Gibbs, Triple S. Oof. Number six, Black Star, No Fear of Time. Number five, Bully James, Fair Exchange, No Robbery. Number four, year old Drew Yadney, Dangerfield. Number three, Rock Marciano, The Elephant Man's Bones. Number two, Earl Sweatshirt, Earl Sweatshirt Sick. Number one, West Side Gun, Peace Fly God. I didn't know that you had Earl at two. I love that. Yeah, I love Earl. Was it Titanic that we both liked that Earl Schwester song? I love uh, Tab. I've been. I mean, I love that song. I like a very song yeah. on there. But uh, Tab, what's Tab? I can never say it. Tabusa. Uh, no idea. Uh, let me play it for the people. Let me do one of those things again. Whoa! I don't know. It gets kind of dicey with copyright there. Uh, we get like ten seconds now. Do we get ten seconds? I don't know that we get ten seconds. I I've gotten so. copyright strikes for a lot shorter than that. I played, I think, literally a frame of an NBA video on a YouTube live stream on accident, and I got a copyright claim. We'll be fine. Let me just play the beat because it's just hard. Hold on. You ready? Here we go, people. That beat is just beautiful. I couldn't even hear and it that's on not my even... end, so I'm excited to hear it. Oh, you couldn't? listen back. No. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, I can't give out my album list yet, of which I do have a running list as because well. Because Phoebe Bridgers has one on the way? Because SZA has one on the way, she does. actually. Oh, I, that was just rap. Friday. Yeah, I mean, if I did everything, uh, Green Tea Pang would be in there, of course. Yeah. Yeah, SZA, I'm excited. What, yeah, but, and you, <clears> man, <throat> you brought up a, great, a really good point. 23 songs, if that's true, 
come on. There are very few albums in the hip hop R and B world that are certified classics with more than twenty songs. There's and if there are, it's like the Wu Tang double album, Wu Tang Forever, uh, Ready to Die, Tupac's double album, uh, Scorpion. Ca- <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's really tough to have a, a classic like, okay, of twenty songs. You're just gonna have too many a, misses. A cla- oh yeah. My definition of a classic. This is what I give. Aside from like the moment and like everything, I'll give you one and eh song. Like to ha- to have one. a classic at maximum, you have to have one and eh song. Well, what's your ideal? Tr- like, is this like thirteen songs then that we're talking? Twelve. <clears throat> I'm I'm I like fourteen. If then you can you give me two, you get two. Then I don't think it's classic. Like I think that's, that's what like, tough. like I think that's what kind of like hurts Drake is he just has too many songs on his albums. Yeah, and there's always 100%. just some like like take care. Like people say take care is the classic. I'm like there's like two or three songs I could do without on take care. That's really interesting. I mean, you brought up a really good point, and you said that hey, maybe there are some skits, dude. There could be seven skits, and there's still yeah. fifteen songs. I'm sorry. Eight, uh, What's the 16. math? Twenty sixteen songs. Yeah. Sorry, and I also saw that on the internet. I don't know if it's true that she has twenty three songs. So I looked. I tried to find it too, and like the official track listing on like Wikipedia has it only listed as like twenty. Like the songs, the singles that she's released are like twenty, twenty one, and twenty two or something. So I'm like, I don't know if it's a technical thing. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe when the album comes out, we're gonna sound really stupid. I yeah. don't know. I will. This take will be true regardless of how many songs are on the album. I just can't do skits, man. That's a, it, when that's, I, a, that's a take. It is. Because you know you can and just, I, like, there's this thing called, like, next. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 100%. But, like, <clears> if I'm putting an album them. on, sh- if I'm putting something on shuffle. Oh, that, okay, I feel it, you. And it's the worst when it happens in the middle of a song or at the end of a song. Especially, like, because I listen to music when I'm in the shower, right? So if there's something, if people are, like, on, on, on Her Loss, there are some parts that, uh, I think it's after um, Major Distribution, I think, and the dude's talking at the end. I don't remember it just throws like you don't have it. You have an infant. You have a limited amount of time in this shower, and you're trying to vibe. You don't. You're well, not trying yeah, to hear. Because yeah. then I gotta lean out. I don't want to listen to this guy talk for a minute. Yeah, and a half. you want to put on Rosillo if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or the B and C. Yeah. Do you ever shower and listen to yourself? Um, maybe, but maybe I've done that. Like when I first started um, doing podcast when i started doing shoot the J like years ago i mean you know it's and it's it, this is the case with anybody who you know is starting to be on camera for the first time making videos doing pockets whatever it is whatever it is it's very exciting to hear or see yourself in that way for the first time so like when i first started doing podcasts like hell yeah i listen dude i listen to my show all the time so like you I think, you wash yourself while i'm talking like while my voice is going you're like rubbing yourself like washing you know, some, it but that sounded some, wild like you're you're washing yourself some some wild and an interesting lore from the Bunny Cardigan show. I don't know if you remember the first like month of the show. Yeah. On a few separate occasions, I mentioned James. I was in the shower and I thought about asking you this. Oh and yeah. At one point, I don't remember if you, it might have been off the show. I don't even know. No, it was on the show. But, but you were like, you were like, stop saying that. <laughs> stop saying you were thinking about me in the shower. And I think that leads me to the conclusion. I think it's just because I think about you way more than you think about me. I think that's what it is. This is. That sounded this super is, sta- like this Spanish. Is a, yeah, this is a route we're taking. I don't. 
I don't even know how to respond to that. Make first of all, it's like I, wild. first of all, it's just a wild thing to say. Second of all, it's so wild it makes me feel like I need to like defend myself because you're making me no. see, you're making me feel no. like I just like you're making it no. sound like I don't give a shit about you. Is you're when you a great say friend. it. You're a great friend to me. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think about you more. <laughs> yes, is that what you want? Yeah, sure. I've thought about you, just not when I'm looking at you through Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to invoke any sort of a reaction. It was just, that was my way of explaining why I did that before. It's just because, and actually, hey, I explained this to you before the show today because I rehearse all my conversations. And sometimes, you know, I'll think about, hey, what do I want to talk about on the pod? So in those moments, you know, I do frequently not text you, though, because I'm like, he's on a plane or something. I don't even know what that means. You do frequently not text me? Yeah, like I consciously, I will type out a message, and then I'll delete it and not text oh. you. Yeah. you. You can text me, man. I'll get back to you. When I, if I can't get right back to you, I'll get back this to you. This makes it sound like we have a really bad relationship. I think we actually have a really good one. No, I think it almost sounds like, yeah, like you said, Stan right now. You're not Stan. Yeah. No. No. You asked me to do the damn podcast in the first place. Exactly. So what am I doing? Yeah, act, like I doing? You, act like you've been there before, man. Man, act like, was, you, act like you belong. And I know we bring this up all the time, but man, when you really think about it, 114, 13 episodes of a, the same show? Yeah, dude, we're like entering King of Queens territory. Like we're married. We're about like to get, uh, what is it called? We're about to get syndicated. Well, we kind of already are with The Athletic. We kind of got syndicated. I mean, we're syndicated technically, but like I'm talking about like Seinfeld syndicated, like where Seinfeld doesn't have to get out of bed for the rest <laughs> of his life. Well... That would can you does syndication only mean like network television? Yeah. Does radio syndicate? Oh yeah, I mean like they. Well, how though? like Howard Stern? Like you run old episodes. Well, yeah, but only on Sirius. Right, but that's what he's through. Like that. Uh, is that? I, 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 well, syndication I, I is yeah. when like like The Office is syndicated. How it was an NBC yeah, show, but they on. show it on Comedy Central. Yeah, but that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, but we're talking about network TV because it is NBC. Yeah, but we're talking about Howard Stern. He's not syndicated because it's all his shit is through Sirius. Yeah, so I don't I think you can do it through radio. Yeah, do we guess. have any radio hosts that listen to the show? Can they tell us about syndication laws? Oh, no, we don't. I don't want that email, actually. We burned all Save our bridges it. with radio hosts. Did we? Do we beef with radio hosts? I don't know. Oh, yeah, well. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. You can also rate five stars on Spotify. We will catch you guys. Hear that, James? The music is getting louder. In the next one. Peace.